0: The Film Crickets are intended for mature audiences. Any guests on The Film Crickets do not necessarily share the same opinions as The Film Crickets. Crickets with Jay Fortier, Chris Martineau, and Melanie Howerton. On this week's episode, our good friend and the extremely talented Kevin Barbary joins the Crickets and Jay, Chris, Melanie, and Kevin. Review the 1984 American martial arts drama film The Karate Kid. <laughs> Does it stand the test wow. of time? Let's find wow. out. Your
1: film credits are on now. Oh, hey, wow. Steve, man, you gotta—you know, this is this is—you know, those are his babies when he does these oh, things. So, oh boy, it's all, all Steve right. Lavoie there. Well, uh, no, yeah. it's great. You know, um, of course, he takes the most <laughs> <laughs> depressing scene and turns yes. it into a goose. Oh, oh wow. Welcome to the Film Crickets, everybody. My name is Jay Fortier. Uh, we do a podcast about uh, movies from 1980 to 1999, and I'm along with my good friend and co-host, Chris Martineau. How are you doing, man? Hello, hello, Jason. Hi. Um, also, along with my good friend and co-host, Melanie Howerton. How are you, Melanie?
2: I'm good. How are you guys?
1: Doing well. Super. So yeah, and mm-hmm. he's back. We haven't had him he's like uh, with us for a while. Like uh, the last time we had him on the show was Moonraker. Um, yeah, when uh, <laughs> I don't even know
2: Moonraker. What is that? <laughs> and I have no friends. Uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, well, you actually,
3: this is uh, it's funny. This is the second time that I've been on with you where we have. Talked about a movie from the '80s that featured what I feel you guys were more about it with the other movie. Remo Williams. Yes. Mm-hmm. This one, Asian stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, except in the other movie, we didn't actually have an Asian person person playing an Asian. It was yeah. a, mm-hmm. an Englishman or American. So this uh, this is the only difference in the two.
0: If, if only Moonraker had some real big bad guy that was like came in <laughs> with the stereotypes. That'd be. I mean, it's not unheard of. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, the guy that throws the hat, you never know. Yeah, that's that is true. I never really thought of that. So, can I ask Kevin? I'm glad to hear. here.
1: By the way. Uh, we, we, yeah, go ahead, like, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I just want to say it's Kevin Barber, everybody. Like as I yeah, was I was, I was, saying, say, I was no, starting no. to introduce them, it, it got lost. So, I didn't want we to, like lost. people like even though they probably heard the intro. I'm still saying mm-hmm. it's Kevin Barber, everybody. <laughs> Hi
3: everybody.
4: Uh, Hi. The very talented the
3: only one in the I'm the only one in the group who has never seen the Karate Kid. That's crazy to me. I was in high school when it came out, so it was after my time thing, but it was right on the cusp of it wasn't the kind of movie that looked interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I was getting more, it it was more like a a teen drama looking film when I would see the trailers. So I ended up going to see like the action movies or the comedies. That one didn't fit at the time what I would see. And I can't believe I've never seen it until now, Mm -hmm. but um, well, there it is. I put it out there that's cool well, yeah, no, no, you know what
1: it, uh, it happens uh, like you know like these yeah. movies I I had not seen ever like you know like and everybody's always like oh how about that how about that I'm like I don't know I've never seen it uh, you know, how like, about, or how, yeah go ahead
3: how about that Remo Williams right um, <laughs> hey listen if you want to if you want to talk about another movie that I have never seen and still yeah. have not seen one day and you probably already done it on your show I've never seen Top Gun
0: oh fuck oh, top, God, gun. <laughs> top Gun I hate Top Gun fuck Top Gun uh, Top Gun's
3: <laughs> the worst Okay, we're good. I'm not missing anything there. Then
1: we did do it. I I love it. Um, and Melanie loves it. I assume Uh, she likes it anyway. If not, I didn't get um, to do
2: it with you guys, though.
1: No, no, but you Mm. liked the movie.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I the first one and the last one was all right. I'm glad they, you know, give Val Kilmer a part to come back. It was all right. It it was good. It's not like it was like my favorite thing, but it was good. Kevin,
3: watch it. But with this one, The Karate Kid will actually be. Does it hold up? For real, because oh, yeah. I've never seen it. I only know a okay. couple of the lines that people quote all the time from it mm-hmm. and, you know, like, sweep the leg and wax on, wax off, all that stuff. Okay. I know about it, but literally have never seen it. Yeah, all
4: right, I, I well. definitely
0: want to touch upon that, that those one-liners, because yeah. I think as time has gone by, and I'll get through it later, I think we give it more gravity than was actually in the movie. Yeah, Like, it seems like it's some big thing, like, Luke, I'm your father, but it's literally like, and it's over, but we hang on to that idea. Who who chose Karate Kid? Was well, it, it wasn't Kevin? Cause you no. We don't. did okay. We, all right, and then we said, "Hey, Kevin, you're gonna watch this." <sighs> so we, said, yep, we <laughs> And re- that's subject. when I heard
1: the the story about how he's never like seen it or like you know it oh. drew, never drew him in either. So yes. <laughs> and it's didn't it?
3: Um, didn't I send you a message afterwards telling you that I found out it opened the same weekend as Moonraker, and it was the second no. highest grossing movie of the year after Moonraker? Is that what it was?
1: No, 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 no. That no. was about Amityville.
3: Oh and yes, Amdevil Horror. Yes, that opened yes. the same weekend as Moonraker and was the second top-grossing movie of the year after Moonraker. Was Amdevil Horror that you just did on your show? What
2: the heck is mm-hmm. Moonraker? It was a huge. It's a James
3: Bond movie. A James <laughs> Bond movie. <laughs> in space.
2: Oh, okay.
1: No. So right. bad. Now, um, yeah. what's what's interesting about that is that he said it was a, um, a like. Did you say a Christian youth group uh, event?
3: Oh, they went to see Amdevil Horror. Yes. Um, yeah. our little youth group at church went to see
1: <laughs>
3: the Amityville horror and, yeah. um, Moonraker was playing next door. I opted for Moonraker. I did see Moon, uh, Amityville horror later on, but yeah, mm-hmm. but I remember that weekend seeing in the paper or something that the Amityville horror was the top grossing film that weekend. So I knew it was making a lot of money.
1: Well, Chris has a worse story than that. I do. I was about to tell you.
0: <laughs> can I? Can I say the story? Oh, I knew right. it was
1: coming. Yeah,
0: it's coming. Um, so uh, I'll, I'm not. I'm not here to one up anybody. Everybody's story is fantastic, but I went to my Catholic church had a rockathon, which basically means that you you it's not rock and roll. You bring your rocking chairs into the basement of the church where it's kind of like the rec hall kind of situation, right? And you kind of like sponsor. You get sponsors. You know. Like a uh, read like a readathon or something like that, right? So I'm going to go in on, on this weekend, I'm going to go into the basement and I'm going to sit in a rocking chair and rock all night long and you pay me $2 per hour and it's a fundraiser for something, right? Mm-hmm. So the people that organized this, who was involved in that church, they saw it as kind of like a sleepover situation. Like we're going to be up all night, blah, right? So we all brought our rocking chairs in and then they they provided like soda and donuts and, and like all the shit you'd have at a sleepover and then they chose movies for us to watch <laughs> like a sleepover and a couple of them were they're like two or three of them and one of them was okay i don't even remember what it was but <laughs> when it got late and it was time for the scary movie for <laughs> no request by it's almost like the title that i'm about to say almost seems like we were trying to trick the the people that organized it to let us watch this movie. No one knew what this movie was except for me because my grandmother's video pirate and she had this movie. The movie was, again, not denounced to anybody, The Entity. I'm not sure if you (laughs) understand. Yeah, open like a bottle a woman that gets raped by a ghost (laughs) over and over again graphically yeah. Yeah. nakedness actual like scenes of sexual assault like it was crazy and like after the first couple of scenes like the people in charge are like i don't know and then at one point <laughs> when you saw there's a scene where she's on a bed i'm not i'm not saying this is funny sexual assault not funny i'm just saying there's a scene where she's like on a bed and someone comes in and she's being assaulted and they have that. a special effect where the nipples are going in and out
3: yeah, like somebody's Literally. pushing them, but you can't like see who's doing it because it's she invisible. You can't see it, and there
0: they just got yeah. up and went, boop, see you later. It was hysterical.
3: It but was you never hysterical. stopped rocking the whole time. No, not at all. <laughs> and people
0: are like, what is happening? I'm like, And I had to go to a friend of mine. I'm like, hey, I've seen this. Um, You have no idea what's about to happen. Uh, I didn't tell anybody. I certainly wasn't going to tell the people in charge. Um, yeah, you don't want to be yeah. the
1: authority of yeah, the I entity at like, when like, I'm like 14 years old. Yeah, yeah, I know.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, less than that, probably. I was just because like, right? my my grandmother would rent anything and we would be kind of subjected to it. But I was just like, oh my God. Like it was so hysterical. Mm. Hysterical. Uh and so you know back what to Maybe,
1: the, back to the yeah. innocence of the karate kid <laughs> right. where nobody was yeah. you know, sexually honest, assaulted anyway.
0: Honestly, karate kid could have been on the same choice of for the evening. Like we could have started with karate kid, and once midnight hit, we hit the evening. We entrance, graduated. So. To yeah, up, to, up to the entity. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so let's get to the Karate Kid. So let's let's go around the the horn here. I think we already talked about it. Um, I like to I like to start with what's your history with the Karate Kid? When did you first see it? How many times is it that you watch it a lot? So on and so forth. Let's talk about Karate Kid. I'm going to start with Kevin. Oh, Kevin, what is yes. your history with the Karate Kid?
3: <laughs> so uh, again, I've never seen any of the films. Okay. Um. Not the remakes. Not the next Karate Kid with Hilary Swank. None of the films. Never mm-hmm. seen the television show. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, seen famous clips over the years from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I knew did know some some things about the film. I've actually met mm-hmm. everybody who's in it over the years. Never never seen it. So sat down completely blind, and uh, I honestly don't have a lot of bad things to say about it. No, I no, no. I'd say at least 90% of it is because of Ralph Macchio, who is just Mm -hmm. so good in it. Mm -hmm. And I knew he was older than the age he was playing in the movie, but every scene he was in, he was just, he was so good. And he was so Mm -hmm. likable. And he's this cute little boy who acts like everybody did back then. And, you know, when I saw, you know, I looked it up afterwards and I saw he was 23 when he made this movie. Holy smokes. That, wow. kind of, that that was only disappointing for one reason, which is that when I watched it, he was so good that I'm like, man, if he was this age and he was doing this good in a movie, he should have been doing great things his whole life.
4: Yeah.
3: And the scenes with him and Elizabeth Shue, I really liked all of the scenes that they were in together because it really felt real. It didn't feel like it was made up. And he would do little nuances like in the tournament, he would have no lines. They would just do like a cutaway shot. He was always biting his nails. Yeah. And I'm like, that's totally something somebody would do these days. Mm-hmm. And um, I really enjoyed it. One of the funny things, it seemed a little oddly placed, but it did show he was a really good actor. He had a few temper flare-ups during the movie, like really bad ones, like punching a wall and all this stuff, which was a very, it kind of went along with what you would have expected of an Italian kid sure. raised in the you know environment that he was. But those, the only times you saw it, you never saw that come out in any other, any other place. So I think, I don't know if that was on purpose to make us realize that, Hey, Mr. Miyagi kind of showed him that temper is not going to get you anywhere Mm -hmm. and to center that into something else. But they didn't really connect those two because they only, they only showed it in these little bursts, like with the jealousy about the girlfriend and the, Mm -hmm. and the getting mad about school and breaking his bike and all that, uh, but uh, outside of that, there, there really weren't any bad performances per se. I just think I think all of the bad guys, mm-hmm. all the Cobra Kai guys, were a little bit over the top, so it kind of took away from the realness of Ralph Macchio's performance. Sure, Pat, Pat Morita's stuff was all great, Mr. Miyagi, mm-hmm. but I think that him having to do that broken accent where he just takes words put and puts them into sentences. I don't think if they did that movie now, he would talk like that because no. nobody really talks like that. At least not that I know. Even people who speak broken English, they wouldn't say, you hit one inch yeah. here, all power here. That's not how, that's not how, yeah. that's not how someone would, would talk to somebody now. Mm-hmm. But it had a really good message. It never was boring. And as I was watching it, I also thought, you know, this movie is a lot like a teenage version of Rocky not realizing the same director did both yep. films until mm-hmm. after I watched it. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. well, that makes sense then. And I think that, also- that was another reason I didn't, uh, you know, at the time I just didn't see it. I wasn't much into anything that had to do with like uh, sports or fighting and stuff like that. It just wasn't my my go-to movie back then. That's why I never saw it. But it was it was really good, a lot better than I thought it would be. Now I see why people like it so much. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, the only things that don't hold up about it People are reusing now to make things look trendy, which are like the the '80s songs coming in really loud. The montages—I counted at least three montages. Oh God, there's the a, montages. There's a love montage. There's a training montage. There's an inspiring montage. They love montages in the '80s, so those were in there. And then the other thing is the fact that everybody at Cobra Kai acted like they were on methamphetamines all the time. That was the, <laughs> that was the only only few things about it. the rest of it That's I funny. loved. It actually made me want to see. The rest of the movies, but at the same time, and this is something else I said to Melanie off the air, same time, I kind of just want to skip to the show because I'm afraid if I watch the sequels, it's going to ruin how much I loved the first one now that I've seen it. Because I feel like there's no way these can all, all four of these these three sequels with Ralph Macchio can be as good as this movie.
2: And the thing Um, is, too, is when you do watch Cobra Kai, they'll have clips of the movies that you hadn't seen of good parts in there that will kind of make it all play together and you'll understand more of the connection that these people had. So I think you probably don't have to really watch the other ones if you went to Cobra Kai. Yeah,
3: you know, uh, one of the things I that I reacted to, like I was a kid watching the movie, because I, I, I swear I didn't even know. So this is why I was like, what? When he was doing all the wax on and wax off and yeah. the paint up. And paint. Yeah. I Love didn't know that was going to end up being what it was when he, Yeah. so that whole scene where he does it on the beach and he's showing, and I know everybody's been through this like 20 years ago. Now I have yeah. just now experienced it. I thought that was great. That yeah. was just great. Oh no. It's
2: That it's, was it's, literally like my favorite part of the entire movie when he was like, that's it. All I've been is your slave, blah, blah, blah. He's like, get over here. And then he's <laughs> yeah, like, show no. me this, show me that. And that, that is like the best part to me ever. Like the look on his face, you know, when he yeah. And then he goes, he goes, show me wax on wax off. He goes, Wax on, wax off. He goes, and then I love uh, <laughs> Mr. Miyagi's face. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off.
4: Wax on, wax off. Hey, wax on, at. Wax off.
2: At. He's like mm. <laughs> the way he God. says it all sarcastically, like yeah. Nah.
3: And and Rob Baccio is so skinny. That was another reason I didn't realize oh he was God. twenty-three. He looks mm. like a little kid that was going to get beat up, mm. and, and he's, he's teaching. He's got to be like eighty questions. pounds. <laughs> yeah, he was. Oh man, he was so thin. But his he's such got a, such an expressive face. Mm. Uh, yeah. I just I can't I can't reiterate enough how good Ralph Manchia was in this movie and and you know I was looking at his body of work after and I'm like outside of my cousin Vinny and the outsiders before the Karate Crossroads Kid. Crossroads and Crossroads another good movie Crossroads. he really didn't do movies his whole life that should have you know no. I feel like should have taken his career where where it could be so I'm I glad wanna, that this show is so successful
1: I want to comment on that real quick um I think it's a couple of things he still to this day looks really really younger than he is like yeah. he's in his 60s now i think yeah. um or something like that like he's about yeah i think he's in his 60s he's 61. And, okay does not look anywhere in his 61 okay so like no. um so that being said in your if you're in your 20s and even your 30s and you still sort of look like daniel's son like it's hard for people to like and it was so iconic so you you had an iconic role and you look young. It's hard for you to graduate to become this older person that you want to be. Right. Like yeah. even when, uh, how many years later was uh, my cousin Vinny? Like uh, it was 91. almost that's 10. Yeah. But that's time. that's close to 10 years, right? Like, and yet he's just playing someone who's in college.
3: I looked into the, you know, I read like the quick, subno- I almost immediately went into watching the second movie and I decided against it. And I was looking I at too. the synopsis of each film. And I read that in the last Karate Kid film that he was in, Ralph Mancha, which I, I guess was four. I didn't even know there was a four. Mm-mm. Was there a four? Am I wrong? About that? There were three. So in the last right one, up. in three, mm-hmm. he was playing his character, but his girlfriend in it was like 16. And it was very uncomfortable because his age at that point, he was in his 30s. Yeah. And they had him with a 16-year-old girlfriend in the movie. And they said he said it felt awkward to him and everybody else that they were doing that.
1: But yeah. So. Though they they didn't um, kiss, like there was never a thing that happened between the two of them. It was like a, it, maybe it's gonna happen. Okay, so my ex boyfriend showed up and now I'm gonna go with him. Sorry, no no hard feelings. Um, uh, so well, thanks for
3: spoiling yeah. that. Now I know that's not gonna well, happen. Th-
1: that's
4: okay. <laughs> <Yeah>, There's one last <laughs> thing to You know, <laughs> I, I'm
0: gonna I'll be honest. I gotta be honest though. His open mouth kissing of Elizabeth shoe is a little. <laughs> That man
3: ate
4: her face. I ate her face. I definitely noticed that. Oh, God.
0: It's like,
2: what? Oh, easy.
0: I mean, Um, I know it was a moment.
2: I know it was a moment. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. He ate her face.
2: Yeah. Like, what is
0: happening? Um,
1: Yeah. So, let's go to Melanie. Um, Because we haven't gone to everybody's history. Yeah.
2: Okay, so um, I don't, I, I'm i pretty sure I saw it in the movies I just don't really exactly remember. Always loved it, and I was telling Kevin that like I cannot be in the car and not hear Bananarama, Cruel Summer, without going, I want to go home and watch The Karate Kid. It just Boy, makes I you earth. like like you just love – I love the song, and it just puts you right back mm-hmm. into that movie, and you just want to go back and watch it. I don't remember when, but I went out and got the DVD – uh, I don't know how many years back, and had the kids watch it, and they and they loved it. It's not like for me Halloween; I don't put it on every chance I get. But <laughs> when if it if you know I do get in the mood to watch it, especially if I hear that song, or God, if it's on TV, there's no way I'm not going to watch it. That's Chris,
1: cool. <laughs>
4: Thank
2: you. Uh,
0: see, my my deal with this is uh, this was another pilfered, uh, uh, pirated uh, copy, dubbed copy for my grandmother. Uh, it was also misspelled on the label. Uh, the Karata Kid. K a r a t a kid, oh yeah, Um, and I have mixed feelings. I watched it for the first time. I know that I liked it. Um, I know that um, I know that I, uh, having been you know, nerdy and bullied a a bunch, uh, watching uh, Daniel go through his thing and eventually come out at the end does make you feel good. It does have that young person Rocky feel. It certainly is a teenager movie, not even a young adult movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's fourteen, fifteen because those are the trials and tribulations of a 14 or 15 year old i have a mixed feeling i i kind of was pseudo not looking forward to watching this movie not because it's not good um and i'm just you know i'm gonna tell you why i'm gonna tell you why um i'm not gonna trauma dump on you uh this movie and heartbreak ridge clint eastwood movie where he plays gunnery sergeant highway if anybody hasn't seen it it's a good movie and so is karate kid but The trouble with this, and also the other reason I don't like the song Paradise City, which is also a good song, Mm. um, is that my father would kind of drink a little too much and then watch Karate Kid on a loop over and over and over again, and it was kind of annoying, and it's Hmm. not a good memory for me, right? And it's the same with Heartbreak Ridge, and it's the same with Paradise City. So I wasn't necessarily looking forward... stop for a second.
1: Yes. I'm not sure what Paradise City has anything to do with anything. Because you oh, used
0: okay. to listen to Paradise City over All right. and over All right. and over All right. no, oh, no, I didn't know if it was a f- it was yeah. it,
1: if it was somehow weirdly no. in Heartbreak no, no, Ridge. No. no, and and also Thunderstruck okay. by ACDC.
0: Those those four things. So um, again, I'm not going to go into detail, but I just didn't want to. Yeah, no, it's just like I'm like, oh, this friggin' song is a kind of yeah. thing, right? I got so um, it. so I'm like, so I, I my wife and I'm like, no, she 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 hadn't seen in like a thousand years. Like, well, well we'll watch it. And um, I'm glad I did. Uh, I'm glad I got to see it with fresh eyes. I do have opinions on it. Um, but uh no, I mean it's it's fantastic. So again, that's kind of just being open and honest about like it was hard for me not to grimace or or like try to pick it apart because I had this knee jerk reaction to not like these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a good movie, there's no doubt about it. So uh Jay, on to you. Yeah.
1: Um, before I say that, I uh, to add to the Rocky theme, uh, Bill Conti is the uh, composer for the music. Yeah, yeah. Um, who did Rocky? And I uh, did
3: remember sort of remember that from seeing the album in the stores when I was younger. So,
1: and instead of doing the pan flute, he went out and got that guy's Zamfir, that was famous. Oh my god! For, I thought fear. it sounded
3: like Zamfir.
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: Oh, um, who, Fear, I love He's up yeah. there with turn it up man.
1: Yeah, like we did Is the that... like the like basically 2 hour 2 minute in, infomercials for a for an album from Zam Fear. Oh, I love <laughs> doing Zam the Fear. the pan flute, right? Yeah. Um so my history, I did not see it in the theater. I wanted to um but when you're like 12 years old, you only have so many options to go to the theater you know it's not like you can just unless you live right next door and have the money to do so you got to let some has someone has to take you Um, so I remember like waiting like a year very excited HBO would show like the music video um, by Survivor which wasn't a big hit because it plays in the ending credits so nobody like paid attention they were already leaving Um, and uh, so like they would play that video and so I was, regardless, waiting for a whole year for this. And then finally it came out of like on video or, well, I, I think I saw it on cable for the first time. Um, it, is, uh, it is so up there for me. It's like, like I, I like to say top five. It is, you can see it behind me somewhere, like right here, um, up on my wall. I've loved this for the longest time. I did not have to watch it yesterday, but I chose to. Um Mm -hmm. and I really didn't see much difference about the I mean as far as like I didn't pick up on anything new. Um except a couple of things I was excited about reading the uh subtitles and that like gave me some words I never heard.
3: I did turn on the subtitles. halfway through it, I said, you know what, I need to go back and turn on the subtitles. Yeah. Um, but to see what yeah. is exactly being said. Mr.
2: Magai, uh, Mr. Miyagi saying half the time. You need to go back and go, what did he say?
1: Right,
3: yeah. Like, he was
2: um, like, what did he, he say? Something like, um, young young bee need young flower, young flower, to, flower. Oh, to make honey. To make honey, young bee need young flower, not old prune. Like, there's so many <laughs> little things that he says. And I'm like, did he just say what I said? Like I so, was I'm like, I'm just going to put the subtitles on. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm such a fan that... Um, before Cobra Kai was on Netflix, it was on uh, the YouTube pre- premium uh, site, like which was called YouTube Red or something like that. I went really? out and and got like a month's worth of that just so I could see the show and then like wow. would dump it like as soon as they were done. And then like next yeah, year yeah. I did the same thing. And then finally, they uh, Netflix bought it and brought it over and people like you know, see it for the first time. Uh, so by the time it went to Netflix, I had already, I was already like a pro at it. I was like, I freaking love this. I, I it, it was very exciting. So I love it. Cool. Um.
0: So, yeah. Hey, can we talk, uh, can I talk about Ralph Macchio for a moment in this yeah. movie? He, Ralph Macchio, here's the thing. And, and, and he is so likable. We mentioned it a moment ago. He's got that baby face. He's super likable. He goes through a hell of a lot and he works. He does everything he's told and he works so hard. And I think the reason and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think the reason we like Ralph Macchio from Go and the reason that we can we can follow Ralph or the Danny, I won't say his name, Danny through the whole movie is that Danny has a strong sense of right and wrong from the beginning. Mm-hmm. He has a strong center, even without a father figure who we never know what happened we just the dad's not in the picture and they don't go into it and it doesn't matter because Danny has been his in New Jersey Danny this is how New Jersey people stick up for themselves and he's polite to people he gives them the benefit of the doubt at first. Um, he's not gonna even though he gets beat up a lot he doesn't really take shit really from anybody right He's brave from go. He's not meek even though he's so small. He is not meek. So he has, he is, and I always mix up the two, the difference between brave and courageous. Like courageous is doing the thing that scares you, even though you do it, even though it scares you. And I can't tell the difference between him. But if he didn't have that center, all of these lessons would be lost on him. Yes, he gets impatient. Yes, he wants to, when are we going to do karate? You know, when is this going to get better? And when he does freak out, which you mentioned, Kevin, he like, hits his elbow on the thing and he throws his, his bike away and he says his mom you know why can't we just go home I think that speaks to that's every that's the little weak part of him that says I just want all of my problems to go away but Danny is more than capable of dealing with problems he just needs help with this new set of problems if he didn't have that center like that's why Elizabeth true likes him he's not he's not, not like you know, all these
3: other guys that are there that are yeah patriarchy yeah she yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah she she doesn't friend zone him she doesn't like well we're friends because you're still not threatening like she's attracted to them because he knows that he's going to respect her he respects people in general except for the except for bullies and all bullies should go um anybody else on that i mean that's what i picked picked up from that that's why you wanted to keep watching him as awkward as he is hey you guys what's going on He's so awkward. Like, it's uncomfortable sometimes. And it's his
2: facial expressions, too. Like, he's just so absolutely genuine. It's insane.
4: Um,
2: Can we talk about the beach scene for a second? Sure. When his supposed new friend in the the little apartment there invites him to the beach party. They are like, he's hanging out with these guys all day long, like Mm -hmm. friends. And with the girls all day long. It is now nighttime but these jerks show up and start all this stuff. And I saw that guy in the neighborhood, he was egging him on to fight him. It wasn't like he was like, oh, don't fight, Danny, don't do this, it's embarrassing, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, he was like, get him, you know, and he's like, egging him on. And so he gets a crap beat out of him because there's a bunch of guys beating him up and he's in the dirt. And then he was, and the other guy who's actually court from Friday the 13th part six, he's like, oh, you pick, some really good people to hang out with, some really good guys to hang out with or whatever. And like, they're all making fun of him now because he lost the fight. And they're leaving him in the yeah. dust of sand. It's like, I thought that was the most be- betraying thing ever. Like, you're hanging out with someone for an entire day like your friend. And it, like I said, it. I, I, I had to look at that because I remember his friend doing that. And I thought, well, maybe he was pissed because he started a fight and he was embarrassing him and he didn't want him to fight. No, he was egging him on to go kick his ass he was also egging him on that that girl likes you. She's hot for you, blah, blah, blah. So, like, he was all into it. Go get him, you know? And he loses, huh. and they're like, oh, we don't want anything to do with you anymore. You're just a piece of crap. We're going to leave well, you, you know. in the dirt. And, and then the girl did the same thing, like, not Elizabeth Shue, but her friend.
4: Her friend. He
2: would just leave me alone, and the girl was like, it's best that we just leave him alone. Really? It's best that you just leave the guy here in the dirt mm-hmm. by himself after getting beaten up, and everyone's just going to leave him alone? Like, he had a concussion or whatever i mean he could have just you never know you could have just died on this on the beach somewhere yeah and then they just oh well we left him there because we decided that he just needed to be alone even though we hung around with him all day long he's he lost so now he's a piece of crap just leave him alone <laughs> like, it's almost like
3: um it's scary. almost like a new sheriff coming into a town where uh the bad guys pay off everybody in town so danny being the new kid mm-hmm. this probably took all the heat off of everybody else yeah so it's like hey fight him we know you're gonna get your ass beat but they won't be coming after us anymore they'll be coming after you mm, yeah
4: i
2: think um and there's also different the
1: different. idea i mean and i'm not uh defending freddie whatsoever and that's the that's the guy that's uh the lead In the apartment uh, uh yeah at the apartment who by the way has a shirt when you first meet him with two uh cartoon pigs doing shirt. it and it says making bacon um <laughs>
4: Oh, and nice. and when, they sh-
1: when they showed it on uh, TV, they had to blur it out, I guess, on, uh, like, network
4: TV. Oh, really? Um, oh,
1: yeah, it's a stupid cartoon shirt that you really have to, like, start looking at to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But so Freddie, I think, uh, and he, I think he was um, excited that he met somebody that, quote, unquote, knew karate. Because remember, like, he kicks the door, hits Freddie when he first mm-hmm. walks into the apartment. He goes, hey, uh, you know you know, you know, karate. He goes, maybe, maybe he could teach me sometime. I bet you can kick some ass. He's playing all this wacky shit in his head. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's like, probably like, he's probably like, like fantasizing. I got my own like ass kicker guy. Like, you know, <laughs> like I got my, like yeah. I got this friend. Oh shit. He doesn't know anything. All right. never mind.
3: It's like When that scene happened, when he kicked the door in and he said, Oh yeah, it, it's okay. Uh, do you know karate? If somebody kicks a door in, my first thought is not, do you, do you know, know karate? karate?
1: Yeah. Well, yelled hi yeah though. That was I that think. was kind
3: of ham handed to get that to connect to the karate part of it. I thought. Well, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think because <laughs> he
1: yelled like you know the typical yeah, yeah. like you know yeah. yeah. It's
0: oh, like my, a guy that it's like that a guy sorry, that uses yeah. a hammer. And it's like, hey, are you a subcontractor by any chance? I need you to do my floors. <laughs> yeah. you
3: bet. What? Uh, so I would have to ask that it, it's okay to spoil this for me, but I was really curious because they never delved into his father. Mm-hmm, my first thought later on is, "Oh, I wonder if that's something that's going to come back in the series." Like his father, all of a sudden out of blue, "Hey, Danny is going to show up."
2: <laughs> he They've never it done anything
3: like with that. his father. No, That'd be a great surprise.
1: I think he left, and I think that's all you hear about it. Like, like um, in the, I think in the second movie or whatever, like he talks a little bit about it, um, or and it gets brought up a little more in Cobra Kai, but like. Um, you know, so there's nothing. The way Danny that...
0: talks, I, the way that Danny talks, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like Cake Boss. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, I want some cake? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I never understood why a bunch of guys that get together in a gang that beat the crap out of some one person, especially somebody so freaking scrawny and tiny.
4: Yeah.
2: How how can they all think that they're so tough? Like they're so tough. Yeah. Um, and like especially in the like the skeleton scene too, and they all do it like again, which is another '80s movie, like The Goonies, where they're going to go like practically kill somebody and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like they're like pushing him off down a cliff, down a hill and he's rolling or, you know, kicking <laughs> yeah. the ever living crap out of him until he dies. You know, it's like, it, well, and that's okay. That was like an eighties thing, but I don't understand why they all think that they're so big and tough when it's a gang of what, five on one, like, yeah.
3: Right. And he's asking, well, and I was thinking to myself, if this movie took place today and they made it today, the violence from the, from the Cobra Kai guys would probably be a lot worse.
0: Yes. You this is like,
3: I mean, that's bad stuff that they did, but I think it would have been an even more severe beatdown or they would have done something crazy. Like, I really didn't know what happens in the movie. And I thought at any point, thinking with today's thinking, I thought the Cobra Kai guys were going to burn Miyagi's house down or something was- insane mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what I thought it was going to take.
1: They yeah. have a crazy teacher. Okay. The crazy teacher. Yeah. If, and and that gets shown when you see sparring and you see Bobby uh yeah Bobby he yeah, goes after yeah. he and Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds are are fighting each other like at the <laughs> Oh my know, god know, it's the, Lamar. Yeah. That's um, right. Oh my god. Yeah. So right. he and Lamar uh, like having a moment where they are uh, sparring he kicks Lamar down and then he goes what, what are you doing? Finish him. He's already on the ground so he teaches yeah. them you hurt them as much as possible. His motto is, is, "Is and anybody who faces you is the enemy. They deserve no mercy. And I'm paraphrasing, I, I could do it all, but I'm not.
4: Yeah, um, and
3: they act different in front of their sensei than they do in real life, because in real life they have no problem doing the wrong thing. But when the sensei tells them to do it, they question him like, uh, well, that's not what we should be doing. And then they're like, well, okay, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of weird. Uh, you know what else is weird about that tournament? I really thought it was odd when Johnny, like they wrapped up the thing with Johnny really quick after the fight was over. He comes up and gives him the trophy. He's like, Hey, you do. You're all right, kid. Blah, blah, blah. Right, <laughs> it's yeah. like, that's all it took. <laughs> it's like, they didn't guess. seem very realistic. That was so I...
2: emotional though when he was crying and he gave him the trophy. I think he felt so bad for him about the leg thing. And then he was like, you're all right. Apparently. And I had forgotten about it, but when they show cover Kai, that's what I was saying. They do show clips from the movies. And apparently what happened right after that was Tommy went, not Tommy. uh, Oh my God. Johnny. Johnny. thank you. Went out to the parking lot and Chris almost kind of tried to beat the crap out of him. And he was being a total jerk to him for losing. That happened, I guess, in part two. And I guess Mr. Miyagi had to stick up for Johnny. And apparently Johnny's life fell apart after that. And he ended up like a nothing. And, um, you know, he didn't really have a father figure in his life either. And like, You know, he just, he ended up just like where Danny is now the rich guy living in the town, the part of town that Johnny was in. Now Johnny's living in Reseda where Danny lived in and he's got like nothing and he's stuck in the 80s. (laughs) He's funny as shit, but
4: it's so great.
2: It's so, so good. Like, and and, and I'm sorry, I didn't want to talk about the Cobra Kai thing, but I kind of just, I guess it just got brought up that way because I was trying to talk about part two. But what you love about Cobra Kai is the fact that you hated Johnny. You know, you could you could kind of see in the tournament he felt bad for him, and so did Bobby after a while. You get to see Johnny's side of it, which you never even have thought of. So Johnny is basically telling Daniel, like, listen, I had a girlfriend that I was completely in love with. We were okay. We were only broken up for a few weeks. I had every intention in trying to get back together with her. This, you know, I, I thought we were okay. And then this, this guy walks in to this town and it's literally just taken over my life and taken over my girlfriend. Oh, that's kind of it was funny. like his whole life. It was like, it turned it down. And he was talking about how, how much of a hard life he had at home and like, he never had a father figure. So Chris was like the closest thing to his father figure. And he was like a mean son of a bitch and taught him this and this and this. So you get to see that Johnny's life wasn't perfect. He had a hard home life and that he really loved Elizabeth shoe, you know, and he really thought that they were together and this new guy comes in and ruins everything and then he and then mm. he even brings up that part in the shower scene where like i and i even i even said my god he is so stupid to go in there and put water on those guys because i kind of had a feeling that like they kind of would have left him alone at that point and he started things all over again with them and then so johnny even talks about that and i'm just in the bathroom and some guy throws goes in there that you have to go in there and you know start a fight and put water all like. It was like it was all his side of things, and you were like, oh, my God, it was really cool to listen to that. And Johnny is just so doofy and so funny that he steals Cobra Kai and you are just in love with him. And the relationship that him and Danny are, like, whenever they're together, it's hysterical. Like, I don't care about the kids on the show that much. I just care about them, and they're, they're, it makes the show worth watching. But it, you don't really, like I said, you don't really have to watch – the other ones to see because they'll bring in pieces and when they bring on a new character, and if you don't remember who they, who they are, they'll, they'll go back to one, two, three or whatever. And they'll show you who that character was, whether it be one of the bad Cobra Kai guys or one of the, um, the lead, you know, guys that were teaching or something like they bring a lot of people back from the original movies in it. And then they'll have a clip of who they were.
0: So can we just say that The whole point or some of the point of of the the tournament and Mr. Miyagi says it, but you don't really believe it when he says it is like, particularly when Danny's on the stretcher, and he had his knee all screwed up and he says, win, lose doesn't matter now. Like you, it doesn't matter. You fought. It doesn't. the, The outcome doesn't matter. The fact that you're here and you made it this far and that you have the confidence to stand up to people in this new way is how you have developed. And that's when when Johnny gives him the trophy, even though it's half a second, and he says, you know, you you fought good, kid. Whatever, he recognizes the fact that he, while he was, while Danny had no problem standing up for himself, he needed a little bit of help, which he got from Mr. Miyagi, and that it's not a matter of winning; it's a matter of being of being there and being courageous. Whereas the Cobra Kai from the, this film, Karate Kid. Is you must win, you know. What I mean, it's not not good enough to be there. It's not good enough to be brave and in a ring with right. another person fighting that person mano a mano, which is terrifying, you know. um, You know, it's not about that. It's being in the fight, and, and it's being it's able. It's it's saying I'll stand up for myself, and I don't care what the lumps I get along the way. Isn't that kind of the bigger message? I disagree
2: with that. I agree with what Danny said, and what Danny said, he had to win because they were still treating him like shit up to the very freaking point that he won. And he never would have been able to hold his head high. He never would Mm -hmm. have forgiven himself for, for winning. It would have went right back to the way everything was. And they were treating him like shit, except for maybe Bobby, Mm -hmm. because he felt bad for doing that to his leg, but they probably Mm -hmm. would have gone over it real quick and been jerks again. And uh, Steve McQueen's son there, Chad, what was his name in it?
1: Dutch. Um, Steve
0: McQueen's son. Yeah. What was his
2: name? Uh, It's Dutch. 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 He kind of had that uh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland vibe. He yes. was such a jerk. He hated him from the minute. He, he, they never would have let him live it down that that he, that he lost. I think he but had not, to win.
0: But that's not what Pat Morita is teaching him. That's not I what know. Mr. Miyagi is teaching him. Right. So do and, we not believe? Wait, are you telling me I shouldn't believe Mr. Miyagi?
2: I'm telling you he doesn't understand what it's like to be a teenage kid that's getting picked on.
4: And I don't
2: know. Right back to the same thing.
0: Wait a minute, wait a minute, though. He's seen some shit. Yeah. He was, he's been in an internment camp uh, when they were putting away American-Japanese people for no reason mm-hmm. during World War II. That's far worse than being a teenager well, it's in 1984.
2: Worse, it's, 1984 it's, not teenage, it's not teenage drama in high school. It's 100% different. You should know, know that. You it's... got picked on in school. So did I. So did Jay, probably. I mean, it's different. You, like, you kind of need, even though he showed up and did all that, yeah. A normal guy that was a decent maybe would have respected him, but they would not have. They okay. were total assholes. Yeah, they, they, you- they
3: were they were win no matter what. Mm-hmm. And he was go back out and see it to the end, win or lose, and you'll be the bigger person.
2: Yeah. yeah. He had to go back out there.
0: So what's the message of the movie? You have to win or do you have to be the bigger no,
2: person?
1: No, I think I, I, no. Melanie's, I, I think she's hung up on the winning aspect, but like I think going the distance probably... Um, would mean a lot more to the guys like in in general and at the same time you know i mean miyagi's got all like a lot of more answers
4: mm-hmm. yeah
1: so, I, but um, I'm not
2: saying that like it's all about winning but I think that he had to i think he kind of had to win and oh, then no, to I, have a little bit more respect for him i
0: i'm just i'm just bringing up like i'm not disagreeing with you I'm saying is that counter to the message of the movie and it's fine whatever
4: think no, whatever
0: what you that. take out of the film it's all good yeah. um i, I was you know, i I just throw shit on the wall. <laughs> I, I think
3: about you know maybe one of the reasons i never saw the movie is when when i was growing up i all the kids that i knew who took karate and were very boastful about it were more like the johnny lawrences than they were the danny LaRussos. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. when i saw a movie come out called the karate kid i'm like well that doesn't look interesting to me at all right 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 <laughs> yeah but it was actually it was. about the other guy it wasn't about the ones that yeah. i was used to
2: and like and then not to bring up Cobra Kai again but Johnny has his way of teaching kids because he was learned by Kreese and Daniel has his way of teaching kids cuz he was he was taught by um Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi yeah. and they kind of both realize that you need a little bit of this and a little bit of that. It's not all one. So they had to kind of work together and the in the little like you can't you can't just I don't know, you have to watch it but they kind of explain that you need a little bit of both.
3: That that makes sense, and that's I mean that is what happened in the end. I mean, Mr. Miyagi yeah. and Danny, neither one really wanted to go out there and have to fight and kick somebody's ass, but they yeah. were left with no choice if they wanted to remain uh, respectful to themselves and be respected.
1: I love yeah. how he steals the black belt. <laughs> <That's>, yes, <Yeah. personally. laughs> very so funny. Miyagi, not
3: Miyagi. Oh.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> However, can I? Can I, you know, Jay? I pick on Jaws, even though it's my favorite movie, and there are certain some things in this movie that you gotta you gotta bring up in terms of oh come on,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and he steals he makes up a karate school, he gives he gives Danny the 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 I forget what the the I forget what the suit is called the karate the uniform I can't the I, know, gi- I never remember what that
2: is either. the
0: gi with the with the with the emblem on the back that it was yep. his wife's Mr Nagi's yep. mm-hmm. wife, and when Danny so he. He fakes his way into the tournament, steals a black belt. That's, by the way, a hysterical scene. But then later when we see the leaderboard,
1: it's, they have the, the image is logo, up there already, logo like, professionally
0: done. Like, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're that's right. I never even
1: thought of that. But yes, yeah. uh, yeah. it shouldn't already be there. Um, hmm. But like, and guys, how great is it? And you can make the other point. I just want to say, how great is it? Right yep. after that, he hands Daniel the belt. And he goes, where the hell did we get this? And he goes, uh, Buddha provide.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. Sure <laughs> um, Did anybody else want to go buy a, um, a bonsai tree after watching this movie for the first time when they were little and try to see if they could make a tree? <laughs> it was very
3: fun. I, I, I wanted the little uh, thing he had around his head. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I have it on the show today. You know, I was yeah. going to say one more thing about Pat Morita's accent because he had no accent. He could barely speak Japanese. He yeah. had to learn <laughs> Japanese for this movie. The part where he uh, is telling the story when he's drunk. About what happened mm-hmm. to his wife oh. and, and, and infant, it reminded me of yeah, Long yeah. Duck Dong in Sixteen Candles talking about a no. car crash, because he was like, "Oh, complication, baby, not survive." Oh you know? God! Car crash, big lake,
4: big lake. Right.
1: <laughs> I see. I see what you mean. I but I think what was happening mostly was like you're getting both the version that like is. You know there's the front version like where he yeah. you know like is, is he's Trying telling it, it
4: off and not
1: he's telling the story a little bit um about what happened to his wife and uh, unborn son they both died in like during childbirth of complications right. at mm-hmm. the internment camp and no doctor came and by the way like thanks to the subtitles i asked I, I you know he's still like in some sort of mode because he was drinking, he was sort of happy, but you could still, you mm-hmm. know, like he was drunk and he even offers Daniel a drink. That's how drunk yeah. he was. I he watched, never the, scene, done that I watched the scene
3: twice and I noticed that each time he would make Danny take a drink and he take a drink, he'd get deeper into the story mm-hmm. like he was preparing himself to tell him in the way that he could.
1: Yep. Well, yeah, but like, but he was sort of yeah, happy, kind of, yeah. like, like or, or at least playing it like, because he was singing and then, oh, hey, Daniel, come inside, come inside. Like, he was like, Kind of messed up, but like you know, it almost like the truth really, really came out when he started to fully tell the story. When you know, Sergeant Miyagi, yes, sir. Like you know, and he was doing that whole thing about like. Then he starts. I killed lots of Germans. Yeah. And and he the moment he starts to say, wife, son, complications, like it it just he could not hold it any longer, and then just sobbed his way into bed, and then you know daniel like you know read the thing so you, in case you didn't hear anything he just said right there here it right. is in plain english um and well well also i do love that moment because he tucks him into bed reads it blows out the candle turns and bows
4: mm-hmm. to his master yep
3: oh. i i think if that were made today it would have been a little more direct he still would have been drunk, would have been more like I killed all these Germans for you and you couldn't have a doctor here to save my wife and child because I'm Japanese, mm-hmm. you know, which was what I was piecing together from his story because he said, yeah. I killed lots of Germans today. Well, we have bad news. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get a doctor here for your wife and child and they died.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'll say this. And when I saw this as a young person, one of the many times, uh, and this scene would come up, it, it was lost on me. I had no idea why he was sad. Because really? I didn't know, I didn't know, to understand. I did not know on that, and I hadn't. Well, he is difficult to understand. And now, when I saw it this time, learning the history of the internment camps due to FDR's um, decision uh, to round them all up, it's terrible. Um, I it had no weight for me. I'm just like, why is he like? I had no idea. I just knew he hmm. was sad. And so, when I finally watched it this time, knowing the context of World War II and actually, you know, read some history, I'm like, oh. Like that's another thing, like the internment camps were bad, but you know, now we're getting a little more context and not that I didn't know, like, not that I didn't think it was bad, but I'm just saying like, here's an individual story of the horrors and the atrocities that Americans put upon Americans during this time. And, uh, so I, before I, that all, basically I'm just saying that that seemed confused me. I wanted to see more karate, but now I want to see less karate and more scenes like that.
4: Well, I it, think,
1: it, I think he Pratt- gonna... did
0: a super job.
1: He got an Oscar nomination because of that scene.
2: Yeah, he did. They wow. were going to cut that scene.
4: Really? All right. They were going
2: to cut it. They thought it slowed down the film, and now they look back and said that's probably what got him the Oscar for that. And about his accent, he he um, he said he was trying. He learned how to do that accent by watching his uncle because his uncle talked just like that. <laughs>
0: also, also keep in mind, my wife brought this up too. We were we were talking about after is that whenever Daniel asks him, where do you learn to do that? He always says father yeah. he says from his father. And maybe that's when it's really no stretch of the imagination is that his hope of being a father was cut short in the internment camp. Oh yeah. And definitely. now Dan and now Daniel is finally, he learned something from his father and now we can pass it on finally mm-hmm. to somebody else. Even if it's some bizarre context of winning a tournament, which, well- did, did he really think he was going to win? No, did, did really think he was gonna win? No, I didn't think so. No,
1: because no, he
4: says, that, wait, yeah. yeah,
1: He oh, he I'm says, you know, like you know, you're lucky you'll you'll survive. You know, like like um, mm-hmm. in the middle of it, and he goes like, you know, I forget what he says. Like, I, who, who? Oh, he goes, I who knew I'd make it this far? He goes, you know, I, I had yes. the same thoughts. But he, um, but he also um, yeah. said
3: earlier in the movie that man who catch fly with chopstick can do anything. Right,
2: <laughs>
1: very prescient. You begin to
3: yeah.
2: I think Mr. Um, Miyagi needed him in his life. Oh, vice versa. Both, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. they, they feel perfect... like But they both have a best friend and a and a family now, part of the family. Well, yeah,
1: Daniel didn't have yeah. a dad anymore. You know, like so he needed a father, yeah. and then he needed a son. Like you know, what I mean, uh, it was a perfect match. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the sweetest parts was when he made him that birthday cake. I thought yes. that was so yeah. sweet. And then you know not only like when he gave him the car and he was just sitting there like talking to him about the car. I just, I mean, he's such a sweetheart. Like guys, it's just the sweetest thing ever
1: on that same yeah. note. Melanie. Um, yeah. so Daniel goes, Oh shoot, shoot. I'm late. I'm supposed to be there for my mom. She was supposed to make me this cake and I wasn't even supposed to know about it. Sorry. Well, all right, here's yeah. your car. And I'm, um, yes, I'm summarizing, but yeah, here's a, here's a brand new car. Yeah. And okay. here's a car. All right. Right. No, no, but after that, he doesn't go home. Where does he go? He goes to golf and stuff. There's <laughs> go the golf, to golf, golf. Stuff. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I never see him go to his mom for a freaking, yeah. uh, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You we weren't that upset about line, missing yeah. it. <laughs> I was yep. like, go right yeah. to golf and stuff. Um, hey, and did, do you, did do you uh, think
3: Miyagi ever fix the faucet in the kitchen? I mean.
2: He did, actually. He did. Yeah, yeah. Sort <laughs> I I of. Did. Did. Oh, so well, he saw his eye. He saw his black eye. And he goes, what happened here? And he said, I fell off my bike. He goes, how come no hurt hand? Yeah. <laughs> English, yeah. like, don't
1: talk. <laughs> well guys I have a question because like this this part always is like it's always like you know how in movies nobody ever talks to each other when it comes to strife like when, when they're upset there's no communication whatsoever so sure. I like I'm not going to tell you the story and I'm now going to be mad at you and we're going to be mad at each other nobody knows why we're mad
4: oh yeah yeah
1: yeah don't you find that a little like over the top when he goes to see Rick golf and stuff and she's so mad at him Mm -hmm. because of like the fact that like, I don't even, I, I, I have trouble understanding why she's mad at him.
3: Yeah, I did too. I couldn't figure that. Uh I knew why he was mad at her. Yeah. Yeah. But all she saw was him getting knocked over and everybody laughing at him when she had just got kissed by uh, Johnny.
1: And I guess the point, I guess my, my only way thing I can glean from that is the fact that, he never like checked in with her to say, "Hey, you know, like what's up?" Like you know, like here's the story. He left, and and he maybe oh, he, she he assumed yes. that she was with him. Uh, no, that she, type of thing. she
3: was supposed to meet him outside the party, and he never showed up. And was she supposed to be mad at him for that because she did see him? Yeah, I that was wacky. I had a feeling
2: that maybe she tried to call him after that and was trying to get a hold of him to see if he was okay or something, and yeah. he ignored her or something. It was just yeah. kind of—I I think they dropped
1: the ball a little bit there because like, it's like, why is she so damn mad at him? Like, yeah. like, like, he, like la- believe- he
3: and he launches into into kind of douchey boyfriend mode. Oh yeah, whenever he yeah. gets confrontation, with, he's like, "What? are you, uh, you gonna go hang out with your friends with the nice cars instead of the guy with the crappy car? Now, is that the, what kind of person you are?" Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, and he was like, I don't care what you do. You can do whatever you want. She's like, I, yeah, don't, want exactly. She's like, I don't care if you go or not. Like, that was just weird. And, yeah.
3: that's,
0: the, and that's the moment whenever, the, whenever, my students, whenever my students say, wouldn't you want to be younger again, Mr. Martin? I'm like, no fucking way. I love <laughs> the age I'm at because then I'd have to date 15. And when I was 15 and have to deal with all that bullshit, I'm like, I don't know, I'd just be old and curmudgeon and not have to deal with that. ever again this is how i am you don't like it i don't care whatever don't talk to me it's fine like that's why like that's what i mean like being young sucks and this is just another example of why being young sucks hey let let me tell you
3: it would suck a lot less if we all had a
1: place like golf
3: and stuff in our neighborhood i know
2: i thought that was the coolest thing ever when i was younger i'm like where is this place i want to go
1: yeah. Um, by it, the way, that water must be like on fire because everyone else has got coats on and those mm-hmm. people are swimming. It's like <laughs> yeah. that freaking um, better be some warm water, but you still have to yeah. go upstairs. Um, right. So, but here's about the tournament. Everybody, you know, for the most part, for the most part, if even if you haven't seen it, you've seen the crane kick. Um, mm-hmm. If you look in the crowd. I not see that coming. I not see but that. No, I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> but if you look in the crowd, you can see Elizabeth, uh, Allie's friends are cheering for Daniel. And so is mm. Freddie, the guy that said, you know, you know, yeah. like the kid at the beginning that turned yeah. on him at the beach, okay. they're all cheering for Danny. It's like, Oh yeah, he's good. <laughs> let's, let's we accept yeah. him now. He's good at something. Yeah. <laughs> it's the I weirdest that, thing. Like they
2: were kind of That's... snotty at first and then like, I don't know. I think that they, they didn't accept him for really who he was at first. No.
0: Well, it's he's a not rich. It's an eighties trope of it's like the end of can't buy me love. The yeah. slow clap at the end when oh, good job, good job. Like, oh, you know that you're cool. Now that you can do it, we're on your side. Get the hell out of here.
2: I yeah. hated it's pretty funny her you... friend with the brown hair. And well, all yeah, the supposed snotty to. faces yeah. she was constantly making. She was in the car laughing as they drew, drove away at golf and stuff. She was like, <laughs> just every single thing she said, awesome. she had that nasty, disgusting face. It was just, she always made this snotty how did you take face. a hat yeah. Like every everything she said had yeah. to be this snotty, snotty face and she was such an asshole. I hated her. Right. And I hated well, um uh, was- Tommy and um Dutch. They were Oh, apparently Dutch oh, yeah, the the par- the- had her- Chad McQueen's son. Oof. They said he was really hard to work with during filming. And then also he admitted later on that he actually like I don't know why the producer did this. I think it was kinda of mean, but like he wanted he kept the Cobra Kai guys on um I didn't write this down, but I wrote it in my notes, but um, like not in the trivia, but he he kept them separately because he thought it would be cooler to, for them to be able to pick on him if they didn't really have a relationship with him. So they kept mm. all the Cobra Kai guys together and they said they felt like they were in some sort of like a like a like a gang. And then mm. Ralph Macchio was over by himself. He even thought he didn't he didn't even feel comfortable eating lunch with them because they were always picking on him in real life. Uh, Danny wasn't as bad. Uh, not, um, Johnny, I mean, um, William, what's his name? He wasn't as bad, but Chad McQueen, he said he was like, never said anything nice to him. If he said anything to him, it was like really mean. They treated him like shit the whole movie. Hmm. I don't know if he's a method, though.
1: I mean, if he's a method, then you're going to deal with a guy like that, probably. Uh, The producer made them
2: do that, like, separated them on purpose. No,
1: but I'm saying, I don't know anything about Chad McQueen being an actor, but if he's a method actor, he's someone who is going to pretend he's Dutch, like, for the the whole thing, and, like, fuck you, Danny. Like, like, treat. Because, like, I'm going to give you... Have you seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Yes. Okay. Well, Jeff Spicoli, like, who's played by Sean Penn, the word Spicoli was on his dressing room door. He said, Mom, Dad, call me Spicoli. He's Spicoli for the entire freaking time during filming. Okay. Like, you know, like, so some people don't shut it off.
4: So I character. don't know if
1: that's the case. But uh, but to, to give some uh, extra on what she's talking about, the guy who trained everybody for the movie was the ref um, mm-hmm. with the mustache that's like, you know, point, winner. And yeah. That guy, um, he trained everybody and he trained them both both sides uh in two different ways. He trained when he when he when he got the Cobra Kai guys, he was like, you like you're talking to them like this, like like you know, get in the corner, do your you know, do the push ups on your knuckles. He was rough with them and um it was like a Buddhist with the other two.
2: Really? Good. Really? Let me give a couple uh, there's a couple funny things I wanted to say that um, Mr. Miyagi said. Oh, when he goes, Hey, what kind of belt do you have? He goes, Canvas, you like JC Penney, three ninety eight.
4: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. funny. And then
2: when he was like, "How come you never tell me that you knew karate?" He goes, "You never ask."
4: Mm-hmm. Or when he's
2: talking about that thing on his head, he goes, "This smells bad." He goes, "Smell bad, heal good." Just I don't know, mm-hmm. like he, yeah. he no, know. He's great.
1: And then like this is the 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 I think one of the main things about what's so good about the origin, the source of Miyagi's uh, teachings is that he says you know karate here he points to his head karate here points to his heart and says "It's never here and he points to his belt so it's like it doesn't matter i i fought mm. for life not not uh, a ranking
4: yeah
1: yeah you know so i mean like that's that's who you want to learn from <laughs> right. oh, yeah. that, that's not measuring it by a freaking uh a rank uh cool. you want to do tmi It's time for TMI with Melanie. Listen,
4: listen to this. I am in the bathroom, right, before the movie starts?
3: Uh huh.
1: And I'm in the stall, and there's no toilet paper. Yuck. And mine are at home in a display case above my bed. Yuck.
3: TMI. TMI, TMI, my friends.
1: TMI? TMI. Too much information. Don't go there, but that's lame. Now, here's Melanie with your timeless movie info. All right, Melanie. Uh, Let's hear some Karate Kid knowledge.
2: Okay. Budget was $8 million and the gross was around $130 million. Um, this was oh. the top rental video of 1985. Filming began October twenty-fourth, one thousand, 1983, and ended December eighth, one thousand, 1983, after 45 days of filming. The idea for The Karate Kid came from a producer who heard a news report in, in 1983 about a scrawny teen being bullied who became a martial artist. Karate Kid was the name of a character in a DC Comics Legion of Superheroes and DC Comics gave special permission for the title to be used. The movie was more or less shot in sequence, which is really, you know, yeah. very unusual, except for that the is. beach scene was the first one that they did. The yellow classic automobile that Mr. Miyagi gives to Daniel as his birthday gift was actually given to Ralph Macchio by the producer, and he still owns it to this day. The car is a 1948 Ford Super Deluxe. Wow. Um, wow. Williams, isn't that cool? And didn't they have that in Carbacay? Didn't they show that in that? Yeah, um, so, yeah. Yeah, William Zabka still owns the red leather jacket that he wears in the film. Um, Elizabeth Shue interrupted her studies at Harvard to be in this movie and that is why she was not in part two because she was going to Harvard. Ralph Macchio named his real life son Daniel. Pat Morita himself designed the Bonsai logo that was sewn onto Daniel's karate uniform. In the opening scene, the kids chasing the car down the street waving goodbye were all from that actual neighborhood. They were hanging around the set so much and interfering with the shoot that the director offered to put them in the movie if they would just leave them alone. <laughs> uh, extras were so caught up in the tournament scene that they would boo William Zapka even when the cameras were not rolling. <sighs> Zapka's mom, mom was in the crowd and she kept trying to tell people he's actually a very nice person. No. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um,
2: he was also the only teenager to, teenager out of all of these teen characters. Um, they were all in their 20s, except for him. He was 18. According to William Zapka, the character he portrays still irks many people, and some have tried to start fights with him. He has to convince them that the role was specifically written like this for this movie. <laughs> I'm sure they feel different now if they actually yeah. watch Cobra Kai, because he's so lovable in that. William Zappa, Ralph Macchio, and Martin Cove are all really good friends in real life. William Zapka came up with a loose backstory for Johnny Lawrence's character, In order to get a feel for the character, he states in the commentary that he envisioned Johnny as having no father and that Kreese is the closest thing to a father figure that he's had in his life. He also kind of talked about this in the series Cobra Kai. The referee, you mentioned this, in the the finale match was Pat E. Johnson, a karate expert and a former student of Chuck Norris. He instructed (laughs) many movie stars in karate. William Zabka had no karate experience prior to being cast in this film. However, he was an accomplished wrestler. He continued to learn karate after the movie and got his second degree green belt. Although they play mother and son, I don't know how to say her name, Randy, Randy?
3: Randy Heller. Heller. Yeah.
2: yeah, she's only 14 years older than Ralph Martillo. <laughs> Um, The skeleton fight scene took numerous takes because the actors complained that Pat Morita's stunt double was hitting them too hard.
4: <laughs> That's so cool.
2: he, he told the director, you know, if I can just use my own students, we can get this shot done in one take. So they let him use his own students you know disguised as these you know these guys and the director agreed to do it and um, they did it in like one take and then he's one of the doubles in there is actually the senate of the legendary king of the frontier davy crockett <laughs> oh, cool. there is a rumor that kyle eastwood auditioned for the role of daniel and when he failed to get the part his father clint Eastwood banned all coca-cola products from all sets of his movies because columbia studios was owned by coca-cola at the time wow that um,
1: sounds rational yeah. very
2: because um, going to
0: take down Coke with that. Yeah. are going to go bankrupt. <clears throat> <clears throat>
2: and then You're the Best was originally written for Rocky three 1982, which explains the lyric, history repeats itself. The song had been rejected in favor of um, Survivor's Eye of the Tiger, and actually Survivor also performed the theme song, The Moment of Truth, for the Karate Kid. Um, and I talked about Cruel Summer by Bananarama. Mm. I love that. mm um, Wait, uh, yeah.
1: Joe Bean Esposito is the guy who does that song You're the Best and he was actually a, I don't, a guitarist or a bass player uh, I know it's a guitar but one of those for Elvis Presley Wow oh. really?
2: Mm-hmm. That's right. pretty cool,
4: cool. Yeah.
1: I, I would um, say like early- regardless I can use that as a reference I I work mm-hmm. for Elvis just so you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Have you heard of
2: him?
0: Elvis Yeah <laughs> oh, really? All right.
2: Tom Hanks taught him how to dance
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's right that's right yeah um, okay
2: um in early drafts of the screenplay daniel's last name was actually weber not Larusso, but it was changed to give the character more italian roots once ralph Machio was cast while many seem to recall the headband that most, that both mr biagi and daniel weir as having a red rising sun on the front it's actually a blue flower and you know what's so funny when i read that i was like really because i still i did i pictured it like that and i had to like rewind it and go look and i'm like oh my god they're right because um, it was only on the back of the Outfit there
4: mm-hmm.
2: um, Daniel La Russa's apartment was filmed Only one mile from John Connor's house In Terminator 2 and only three Miles from the pawn shop in Pulp Fiction um, The exterior Shot of Cobra Kai when Daniel's having lunch with his Mom was filmed right next door to where, Ma- where Michael Douglas buys the snow globe For his daughter in the movie Falling Down. Which I want to oh. do that one day with you guys falling down That's a mm-hmm. good movie yeah. Alright,
4: cool That's it. It's time now
0: for final judgment are you ready to rubber stamp this bitch here's the final judgment
1: all right so uh, well and now it's time for final judgment and uh, there's a point where we talk about how well the movie holds up today and so it's no longer about opinion but fact all right well let's go to the person who is the newest among us when it comes to seeing this film so let's go to Kevin Barbary
3: uh it legitimately holds up because I have never seen it, and I typically, when we would watch a movie that I have seen before, it's interfered by the nostalgia factor, mm-hmm. where I may have liked it when it was out, but now I look at it and I'm like, oh, I liked this. <laughs> um, with this one, I I had no opinion going in. The only nostalgia that I felt from it was it, you know, it brought up feelings that I would have felt when I was that age places that I would have gone and people I would have hung out with. And, you know, if, if you were picked on those kind of things, if I were to show it to a kid today, who's never seen it. I, I think for the most part, except for asking where the cell phones were, they would, uh, they would get the same appreciation out of it. I did. It's just got a really good story. And, and, and again, Ralph Macho would just, he brings that movie to life because he's so believable and I think that's what really carried it.
0: Awesome. Um, Chris, can I I go? All right. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to say, yeah, it holds up on the under the auspices of uh, story. Uh, It's a pretty much an eternal story on characterization on acting. Uh, And uh, so I'm not going to say it not holds up, but I'm going to put an asterisk or a caveat or uh, a thing on it. It, And again, I'm glad Kevin brought up nostalgia because I'm not a fan of nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't like things just because I'm nostalgic for it. Uh, Nostalgia or tradition is just dead people telling me what I should like. That's the way I look at it, right? So, I don't just automatically go, oh, remember those 80s? And, anybody see Air? The Michael Jordan movie? Not yet. yet. Um, It's about, it's about, uh, it's got Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Oh, I have seen that movie, yes. I'm kind of working through it slowly, like, here and there. It's good. Very good. But it's so, it's so, it's so, it's so steeped in 84. They keep hitting you over the head that this is 1984 over and over and over again, almost to the point where it's a bit too much. Like, okay, I know it's 84. Stop doing this Stop showing me Coleco football handheld video game for no reason. You know, (laughs) stuff like that. This movie accomplishes what air does, but it's actually in 1984. It's so stinky in 1984 (laughs) that it's almost like, Oh my God, like it's so 1984 that it turns me off a little bit yeah. and what i mean by that is that again nostalgia is one thing but like when they were when when danny and and i'm sorry elizabeth Shue Allie. were dating the yeah I'm sorry keep we're dating into. the first time and they're at golf and stuff the first time that felt like a mentos commercial and like it just had that like just 1980 happy vibe had nothing necessarily to do with the movie except two kids having a good time at the arcade or the last shot of the movie is that pause the, and then fade out on Pat Morita. Like it's so it's so in the soundtrack drove me, it's good, but it drove me kind of crazy because sometimes it was synth and then it was you're the best around. And then it was this huge orchestral score. I didn't know what the hell was going on. So, and that was good in 84. That's what my wife kept saying. like, Oh, it's 84. I said, I know, but it doesn't mean that like, it's good still like, cause it, it just seems like, like it's the stuff we make fun of now. And the other thing I wanted to mention was that, um, um, what's his name? The, the, the Cobra Kai instructor,
1: uh, crease, crease, like
0: his picture on the wall of him in the army. Oh was yeah. Hot hu- hysterical. It was obviously not <laughs> from then. Um, it was him now in fatigues looking all mad. So, Anyway, he had a cardboard
1: cutout of himself.
0: That's right, he did, I did. <laughs> in uh, the I studio. So, <laughs> so, here, here's my bottom line. Here's my bottom line. Yeah, it holds up. It's a great story. Everybody should like it. It, it, it would absolutely is watchable by everybody. I think in eighty four, I had given it an a minus, and now I give it a B plus. That's all I'm saying because it's so it's so sick with eighty four that it turned me off a tad, and that's all. I'm not saying it's bad. It's
4: yeah, a good yeah. movie,
0: and I think it holds up. Uh, but I think it's so ensconced that it kind of makes me like, oh god.
3: There's things about um, it, what you say basically is there's things about it that make it look dated. Yeah. But there's Besides, so much of it because that's yeah. just the way it was back then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's what I mean. Now, I'm not even talking about like wardrobe and no cell phones. I'm right. just talking about the way it was made. Like, the montages hold...
3: did it for me. That was oh, why yeah. I felt like we're very oh, yeah.
0: the montage. Well, I said there were Mentos commercials. I was waiting to see Fresh yeah. Maker to come up. So anyway, um, I'll go to Jason.
4: Alright.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's hard for me to say it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's going to post her
0: in the back. He's hit. They, Come they, on. I
1: mean... they created a series off of it, and yeah. it could have failed, and it did not. It's an enormous success yeah. because people enjoy it. They, and because it, it, it touches on what this movie touches on. Um, this doesn't just talk about karate. Like, you know, yes, it's in the title. That's a focal point. But the life lessons that are learned and the relationships, those things, they're universal. You know what I mean? Like if you take away cell phones, you take away the uh, tech, it's all about like connections and, and and stuff like that. And I think that is basically a main important part of this. And that's why people any day could, could enjoy it. So absolutely. Um, As far as the soundtrack, um, I know one thing I think they had said along the lines of, They didn't have a shit ton of budget for that, so they Mm -hmm. they they got people who they could, like in certain moments. But it's like people, a lot of them are unknown. It's interesting. I love the connection that you said, Melanie, about uh, Rocky. uh, That this song, the best, was supposed to be for uh, you know one of the Rocky movies, Rocky Three. Um, Also, if you want to get like to take that further, in part two, um, "The Glory of Love" by Peter Cetera which was the famous song from part two was Mm -hmm. uh, made, like was uh, pitched to Rocky four. Oh, wow. Really? Like a funny little uh, combo there. Like I thought it was kind of interesting. So go ahead,
4: Melanie.
2: Um, Yeah, definitely. I think it holds up. (laughs) I still love watching it. I don't, I don't think anyone couldn't enjoy watching it. It's just such a good movie. And like I said, and like Kevin was saying, Ralph Macchio's expressions and, the way he is acting is just absolutely genuine, and it just makes you just love his character. So it definitely holds up, and like Jay was saying too, as far as, like, they, they made so many of them, and now they're, they had a series, I mean, and people still love it. So, I mean, every I don't think I've talked to anybody that hasn't watched Cobra Kai that doesn't love it. So definitely, I think it holds up. And, and then I just wanted to say, like, in the Cobra Kai thing, they have some of Kreese's background, and they let you know why he was such a jerk and how he became like that. And the entire show, he's trying to get Johnny back on his side because he loves him like a son even though he has a hard way showing it and he's a jerk. So um I don't know it just it gives you like they, they go so well together than this number one movie and the the series cuz it it gives you background to all the characters and let you know what they were where they were coming from in, in Karate Kid. Um but yeah, definitely I think it holds so up. So it, it
3: it sounds to me it sounds to me from the opinions of of those who were fans of this movie to begin with that I really don't need to see the sequels. No. Mm -hmm. Until I've watched Cobra Kai, probably I could skip over those because there's not. It's not going to add anything to my enjoyment of the first one.
2: No, because if there's anything important, they'll take a clip of it. Like they brought back a few people, not just Chris, but it was like a a few different really bad instructor guys that were like really bad people, (laughs) and they brought them back and they let you know who they were and they gave you a clip of who this who this was back in the day and. And okay so this is yeah, I would a say that.
3: where a sequel is better yeah. the sequel's not better than the original is no, what I, I,
1: I love him I love them but I love them because I grew up with them and mm-hmm. I've loved the series so much I wouldn't yeah. recommend them to everybody else though I wouldn't recommend parts two and three for everybody I would I would say gotcha. eh, be careful about them you know like because if you're if you're on the fence, you'll definitely you know, go on the wrong side of the fence uh, with those two probably. So I think it's um, they handle it yeah. best in the series.
3: Yeah, I yeah. can believe that.
0: Be- Before we finish, can I just ask Kevin a question? Yes. Um, no. Kevin. All right. Because I, now, I Jay's obviously in the camp on this movie, sees it a bunch of times. Melanie has said she's watched it a bunch of times. Um, I haven't seen this movie since about 1987. Wow. And I had no desire to watch it until... And we already went through this, right? Yeah. Now, you've seen it, Kevin, for the first time. Do you want to watch this movie over and over again? Hmm.
3: I no, that like... doesn't mean
0: it's bad. No, 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 no. I'm just asking, no. do you want
3: to watch it over it and over again? I, I, you know, when I like a movie, watching it again never, never matches the first experience, especially sure. when you have no idea what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But... What does come close is showing it to somebody who's never seen it. So I think if I were to watch it again, I'd probably say get somebody I know who hasn't seen it to watch it Hmm. and uh, would probably enjoy it that way. So I would watch it again. I wouldn't watch it over and over again, but it's not the kind of thing I would never watch again. I I would definitely watch it again. I think.
0: Yeah, no, I understand where I'm coming from. I'm not saying like, uh, I just, I'm curious because I have, I can't think of a time I would show it to somebody and i don't know if it came on the tv if i go oh i gotta sit down and watch this again it's tough not
2: saying it's- with, yeah. with- you're, you're kind of poisoned from it though because you have a bad a little, memory a little you have bit, a bad a memory bit. so even when you're hearing like the songs in it from the background yeah. you're like oh it's like yeah. you know it's All like right. it may gives you this sick feeling because yeah. of what you went through and you couldn't stand it
3: you know, I, you know what I, I i seriously doubt today's generation would watch a movie like that in the theater. It, it wouldn't mm. be moving fast enough nope. for them. Nope. No, you're right. You're
1: right. The TikTok generation nope. um, if mm-hmm. you know, if you're not getting right to it, um, they're out. Uh, it would be so... it would
3: be uh, Danny getting knocked down and then him crane kicking the guy in the face and that's the end of them. <laughs> right. And then like they would and be then like someone you know. in
0: the corner going <laughs> someone in the corner.
3: Yeah. There you go. We should do the TikTok kid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, attention, uh, yeah. attention span short followers big
0: <laughs> 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 remember we used to blame oh. sesame street for that shit remember we used uh, to blame sesame street yeah, for that everything shit that's, television. that's like watching 2001 a space odyssey compared to tiktok holy <laughs>
1: shit well that was our show everybody and i'd like to thank kevin barbary for uh joining us uh here it, it was a blast having you back man um, yeah, I, I you have I anything have going be, on right now?
3: I have now? to be at golf and stuff in fifteen minutes. So we're yeah, gonna right. wrap it up.
1: Shine up the Ford. Uh, do you have anything going on right now?
3: Uh yeah, we're actually I'm actually in the midst of uh um talking to some people who are starting a new uh um network that's gonna be like the they wanna call it the next next step in radio. So it won't be radio, it won't be podcasting, but a little bit of both. Um, but taking terrestrial radio to the next level and we'll see how that goes. They 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 talk a good game, so we'll see what happens there. And outside of that, just doing the regular old voiceovers and hanging out. I'll I'll visit a convention every once in a while and that's about
1: it.
4: Cool. That sounds that's fun. awesome. Excellent.
1: Uh, is this is this one of those um, shows that people aren't constantly putting in the uh the the quarter in the jukebox and having you do impressions <laughs> like, like like oh you know what i'm saying like what i'm saying is like we, we've had you on like three times but like there hasn't been we haven't like basically say hey do this one and that one like does that happen a lot like or more often than not
3: yeah well uh yeah whenever i'm yeah whenever i'm on somewhere they usually they come up with that or they'll send me say hey can you record this for us so we can throw it into our uh because nobody here can do this, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Can
2: you do a couple? No, of, uh, I, I know I'm probably going to aggravate you. Yeah. but I was thinking the same thing. Can you do a couple impressions for right?
3: me? <laughs> oh uh, yeah. Who? Well, you'll have to throw me some. I can't just. Okay, uh, give
2: him somebody. Oh, give him somebody. You
1: did. Um, I, I used to do Michael J. Fox from uh uh the. You do that one still?
3: I can still do that. Jesus Christ, Doc! Incinerated Einstein. Oh my <laughs> God! You sound just like him. Doc. Hold on a second. Are you saying that my mom has got the hots for me?
1: <laughs> i love that morgan For freeman yeah you do morgan yeah. freeman right
2: oh yeah do morgan freeman
3: oh yeah i remember when i used to go to golf and stuff i'd go get an ice cream a pizza bumper cars play some ski ball putt putt go down the water slides just happen to be next to the beach so we could surf have a bonfire <laughs> drink beer underage go back inside and play ping pong Play uh, Pong on the video game. Play Space Invaders. You name it, they had it all. <laughs> oh
2: God. God. What about Tom Hanks? Can you do Tom man, Hanks?
3: Don't... Uh Tom Hanks. What would I say is Tom Hanks
2: Well son? <laughs> uh, <laughs> a... That
4: was pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's great, man.
1: So well listen, thank you so much for joining us. This is it's been a blast. And Anytime. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I'd like to thank Steve LaVoy for doing our vocal imaging and Draco and the Malfoys for our theme music and uh, please help us grow by liking this video, subscribe to our channel and uh, hit the bell icon and uh, check us out on the podcast side as well instead of YouTube if you want to check out a deeper collection of what we did um, so far and uh, my name is Jay Fortier on the behalf of Melanie Harrington and Chris Martineau I'd like to thank you again for joining us here on the Film Crickets and until next time movies may not age like fine wine it anyway. Bye. Okay.